All right, guys, you guys ready for the word? All right. Hey, just to let you know, if you have a a crier, a future preacher uh, that wants to speak uh, louder than me, you know, you just there's a cry room back there. We have one of those at our house. And sometimes when Kelly wants to speak louder than me, I'm like, babe, cry room. <laughs> OK, that doesn't happen. She's oh, she's still in here, by the way. Hey, babe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so she's got nursery today, so she said don't go over. <laughs> so you guys, you guys got 10 minutes? All right, let's pray and then we'll get into the word. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is always true. God, thank you for letting it go forth and change lives for the better. God, you're a good God. You always bring the good news. God, thank you for bringing people here today to hear that good news, to be lifted up, to be reminded who they are. God, God, thank you for allowing, allowing us to be here in this beautiful place. God, with this beautiful air condition, may we never take those things for granted. God, we love you. We love your word. And we know that you love us in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. amen. All right, I got a little test question for you right off the bat. Right off the bat. All right, true or false? You don't have to say it out loud if you don't want to. Grace will not flow if there is sin in your life. No. We know we know that grace is undeserved favor from God, right? All, of the, all the good things we get from the Lord, not based upon who we are or what we do, but based upon that he's a good God. He's a good father, right? And so there's a lot of people that will say you have to do certain things in order to be blessed. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you, I'm going to let the Lord show you through Scripture that is not the case. You are blessed because he's good. You're never blessed because you're good. Amen? And aren't you glad it's like that? Because how often do we fail? And if we think that when we fail, we're not blessed anymore, then what we're saying is it's based on us. All right. Everything we have in Christ is based on him. Amen. And that's a good thing. That's good news. Amen. Paul said it like this. And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. OK, uh, but if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. Right. How are we saved? Are we saved by what we do? No, we're saved by what Jesus did. We're saved by grace. We're saved by faith. So don't let anybody ever tell you, hey, you got to do certain things in order to be blessed by God. Okay? The, 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 the more you're obedient, the more you pray, the more you fast, all those things, you're more blessed by God. My Bible tells me that I have all things that pertain to this life. Amen. All things. When you have all things, do you need anything else? No. No, we have it all right now. See, the enemy tries to get up in our heads and say, hey, you need to focus on what you don't have. What happens when you focus on what you don't have? You lose, you, you lose your mind, right? <laughs> you're like, because you're, like, you're always depressed. You're always bitter because you focus on what you don't have. When, when the Bible clearly says we have all things, right? The Lord brings us the things we need at the time we need it. That's the truth. Have you guys ever been somewhere where you someone brought you something and you knew it was from the Lord? Right. Ask Kelly. <laughs> Kelly can testify to that boy. She's like, I need a godly good looking man. And I was like, bling. <laughs> With the cape on, boy. <laughs> y'all might hear a lot of those stories since she's back there. <laughs> and y'all can't look at her and. All right. Hey, Paul says it like this, too, in Romans uh, chapter five. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. So when people say you got to keep the law in order to be blessed. No, the law came never to bless us. The law came to show us that we need somebody. We need a savior. Amen. So it entered that the, the offense might abound. It's like, man, I need Jesus. Right. Uh, but where sin abounded, what grace abounded? much more right grace abounded much more so the bible says that the where there's sin grace is much more abounded the word there in the greek is super abounded so it's like not even close so so when you sin you have to understand that the god's grace is super abounding over you amen sin is sin man sin is not good i'm against sin okay i'm against sin if you're spying on me let it be known Right. I, I don't want sin. I don't want to sin. But, man, I'm going to tell you this. The way to get out of sin is to receive God's grace. Amen. That's the only way we can do it. We have to receive it. We got to know that when we fail, God's grace is big enough to cover us. 
you cannot out sin God's love for you. Amen. You can't do it. Amen? Amen? Look at that. It says, am I making this stuff up? No, it is written. It is, I like that. It is written. <laughs> Again, I tried that with Kelly one time too. She tried to tell me what to do. I'm like, it is written. <laughs> okay, I'll stop, man. It's just, it's just nothing. All right. So, that, so, <laughs> so grace, much more, right? So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin reigns in death, right? We know that. By the, the wages of sin is death, yes. But grace is life. Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, right? So, and, and righteousness is to eternal life. You can't lose your righteousness. You can't, like sin does not disqualify you from God seeing you as righteous. Because what you're saying is, your sin is greater than what Jesus did on the cross, and that's not right. What he did was much more. Amen. To me, grace is not a theology. Grace is a person. His name is Jesus. Love that. So Paul said this, and he must have got a question. Because I love when I get this question, because then I'm like, hey, I'm just like Paul. Thank you, Lord. Right? The Lord showed me that. He's like, man, you're getting hammered for this. But let me just tell you, so did Paul. So did Paul. See? So he, Paul is saying this. Now, you, we know Romans 5, 20 and 21, right? There's no numbers when Paul wrote the letter, right? He didn't write chapter 5, verse 1, right? That's not how Paul wrote the letter. He wrote the letter. So the very next verse is with that right there, right? So we got to know that we're sin abound, grace superabound, amen? amen? And to get the righteousness eternal through Jesus Christ. So Paul must have been looking out there when he's saying this stuff, and he could see it on their faces. That, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound, right? Paul got that question. So what do you think? I wanted to wear like the whole suit, the pantyhose and everything. <laughs> Kelly nicks that. <laughs> Be looking like Ant-Man up here, boy. <laughs> How did we go there, man? Can we get back to scripture? Right? So Paul got that question. Should, should we just keep sinning? Should we just keep sinning since we're under grace? No, he says, no, man. Right. How can we who have died to sin live any longer? Therefore, in it. And, and what he means by died to sin, the word sin there is a noun. It's not a verb. Right. We still sin. Hey, are nouns and verbs important in the English language? They're important in the Greek language too, church. So so sin there is a noun. That means we have died to the judgment of sin. How can we who have died to the judgment of sin keep sinning? Once you focus on the fact that you have been declared righteous. That's when you stop the sin. That's when it, it becomes easier. Amen. This is, so when someone's messing up and they're in sin, they're in a habit, right? And people say, you got to do this. You got to do this. They're giving them the law, right? They're giving them the law. And, and then what happens? They come down. They cry for a little bit. They confess. They go back. What happens next week? Same thing. How do we know that? Because we've all done that, right? But the Bible says it is the goodness of God that leads men to change their mind. We need to tell them how good God is. That's the grace message, right? That's the good news. And so the more we tell people how good they are, how good God is, not how good they are, how good God is, that's the quickest way to get out of something, right? Always remind them of who God says they are. Don't remind them of their failures. Who here wants to be reminded of your past, your failures, your mistakes? No, no one. How can we do that from the pulpit? Doesn't make any sense. I sure don't want it. Just because I have a mic, right? If I'm you, I don't want somebody to say, hey, man, I saw what you did yesterday. Right? No, no one wants to do that. That's why we need to hear that even though we fail, and I fail a lot. That would have been a good spot to say me too. <laughs> well, just leave me up here. It's all good. <laughs> we all fail a lot, right? We need to, rem we, we got to remind ourselves right then and there, man, who we are. That God still sees us as righteous. Very important. Amen. All right. So let me show you. Oh, this is important. Paul, same guy. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. If righteousness comes through what you do, if righteousness comes through you keeping God's law. By the way, you have to keep how many of them? Oh, yeah. Don't pick and choose. Amen. Don't pick and choose what law you're going to pick. That's what religion does. People against alcohol, they're all about overeating. They don't have a problem with that. That's called what in the Bible? 
gluttony. Isn't it funny how nobody points out? We talked about that last week, right? What I, don't, don't, did any of you all take a six-pack to a Baptist church? And... Good. Don't, don't say Troy told me to do that, all right? It was, a, it was, a, it was a, an example. I'm not telling you to do that. <laughs> so, there you go, metaphor. That's what I was looking for. James, where you been, man? I need one of those things in my ear where you can say metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So he does not set aside the grace of God. I love that. This is beautiful, man, because righteousness cannot come through what you do. It can only come through Christ. And, man, if you're trying to still earn it, then he died for nothing. He died because what you're saying, guys, if you still think you're saved based on what you do, what you're saying is what Jesus did. Honestly, think about it. It was not good enough. Is that the truth? No. no. So when you step back and you think about it that way, you're like, man, that makes sense, right? You're like, that's just too easy. I'm like, God's like, yes, thank you, finally. It's too easy. You know, we try to jack it up. We try to make it harder than it is. That's what religion does. Whoo! So how do we receive grace? If we don't receive it, like I just showed you, based on what we do, how then do we receive God's favor? Anybody know? Let's go. I want to show you a story. A beautiful story, and, and, and it's it, really we're going to start with Jesus talking about this guy. But his name is Naaman. Naaman, whose name means pleasantness, right? But Naaman was an enemy of Israel. He was. He was but God loved him. God loved him. And I want to show you what Jesus says about him. It ticks everybody off, right? So this is Jesus in Luke 4. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. It ticks the religious people off. Uh, Jesus was in there. He said this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. If you're poor, you know what good news is? You're going to get poor. That's the way it's taught sometimes, right? If you're poor, what would be good news? Hey, I'm your provider. I'm going to take care of you. Isn't that good news? Have you guys ever heard you got to get poor? I've heard pastors say that before. I'm like, hey, you get poor. Let me see you do it first. <laughs> right? Don't tell me what I'm doing. You do it first. All right, anyway. Uh, uh, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's going to be big tonight. And I'm praying that God will use me there tonight with all those people to, to help with that. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's a beautiful thing, would you say? So that's what Jesus came for. Then he, then he closed the book. Remember, he closed it. He's quoting from Isaiah. That's correct. So he closed the book. He's in there reading it. He's, now, he's in the synagogue with all the Pharisees, right? And, and the eyes, oh, and he gave it back to the attendant sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and they marveled at what now that's something i used to read over but think about that what was jesus speaking in the synagogue grace good news i saw that this week i'm like oh. he's speaking grace gracious and you know what they marveled at it why because they're used to hearing what church condemnation guilt shame the law so, so Jesus, they were marveled. Marvel means they were taken back by it because it's something different. They're used to hearing the law, the law, the law. Jesus spoke gracious words to them. That's a beautiful thing. Shouldn't we speak gracious words to people? Yeah. Uh, which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? They're like, man, people have said that to me, dude. I know you. <laughs> How can you do what you're doing, right? It's by the grace of God. Honestly, it's by the grace of God. All right, drop down. And so Jesus tells them this. He's like, this is, this is what I want you to focus on. And many lepers were healed in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Now he's in that room with a lot of Pharisees, right? Israel, Israel, Israel. We God's chosen people, right? He's in there with them. And he brings up Naaman. He brings up Naaman. Right? So they're like, look. <laughs> so all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, 
they were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff then passing through the midst of them he went his way i love the way jesus handled things right they had malicious intent as we like to say jesus just like right they're all mad they're so angry they can't see jesus leaving you ever see tv shows like uh where was uh where'd he go because they're so angry man i love that it's like the lion king right they say hey did we order this to go why because there goes our lunch right and they're taking off right remember that (laughs) hey by the way thank you for all the emails and texts about the lion king last week that's Awesome. I hope you guys understood the meaning of that, but it's all good. I'm just joking. It was a good time. All right. Uh, so they got mad. They rose up and he walked through the midst of them. Now let's go to that story. Second Kings chapter five. All right. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, king of Syria. Syria is very interesting. It's in the news today. All right. Still an enemy of Israel. Uh, king of Syria was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master not god in the eyes of his master he was a great and honorable man right a warrior uh because of him the lord this is interesting they're an enemy of israel (laughs) the lord had given victory to syria now back under that covenant if you messed up if you were disobedient to the lord he would let them go into captivity is that for us today why we are a new covenant amen We're not under that old covenant. It was never meant for us. Uh, So he was also a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. He was a general, an army general, right? Mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. His skin was completely white. It was diseased, right? And he could never get rid of, ever get rid of, right? Uh, And the Syrians uh, had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel, and she waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Uh, And I want you to think about this little girl, man. This little girl is a slave girl. She's got three things going against her, but yet God used her in this story. Like God still has a purpose for people. She was taken away from her family. She was an enemy of Syria. She was a Jew. She was young. And she was a slave girl. And so for her to have her words to have weight probably didn't happen outside of God's provision in her life. Like when she spoke, we're talking about Naaman, who is a general. Who is the king's favorite. And you got this little so you can't tell me that God did not love Naaman. To, to make that happen. Amen. God uses the weak to confound the mighty. Amen. And so uh, Naaman had a had a problem. Naaman was prideful. And so I wanted to put this up there to remind you that grace can only flow where there's humility. Like people that want to preach the law all the time and are preaching and preaching and preaching the law all the time, man. They are unable to receive God's grace because deep down there's a pride thing there they're like god let me earn it let me show you that i can keep it right what is the problem with that i in and of yourself you can't do it that's the whole reason jesus came you remember before the law was given man when they were in the wilderness no one died no one died for three years we're talking millions of people no one died no one got sick the bible says there was not one feeble not one feeble and and they were all different ages right but the moment they said tell Moses tell they told Moses to tell God anything that God says to do we are well able to do it and God said really his attitude changed right there you can see his attitude change in Exodus 19 you can see it change he went from giving them everything when they when they when they were complaining about water he made water come out of the rock amen when they were complaining about food God dropped little debbies down on them right in front of their tent man all they gotta do is go out the tent eat an oatmeal pie that's it because the bible said it tasted like what cake angel food anybody have angel food cake 
<laughs> Does anybody know how to make angel food cake? I'm just saying, Kelly likes it if you want to make something for her. Just, just drop a little hint right there for somebody. <laughs> How do we get? All right, so listen. We, huh? Man, I came down, right? They were complaining all the time. Complaining is a sin to God because you're not trusting him, right? So they're complaining all the time. None of them died until they told God, hey, we can do whatever you say. God's like, really? Let me show you you can't. You can't. Apart from me, you can't do it. And so God gave him the law. He said, right then his attitude changed. He said, Moses, tell them if they even touch the mountain, they will die. In fact, if their dog Bo touches the mountain, Bo's going to die. Right? An animal, didn't matter what it was. Attitude changed. Why? Because pride. Pride. They said, let us do it. Let me show you. That's pride. Naaman had some pride issues going on. Amen? Yes. So look at this. Pick it back up. And Naaman went in and told his master, saying, thus and thus. If you ever want to mess somebody up, go to them and say, thus and thus. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> thus and thus, baby. I'm going to get a shirt that just says thus and thus, right? <laughs> thus and thus, said the girl. Wouldn't it be cool to have random sayings out of the Bible on a t-shirt? <laughs> thus and thus. Like, just, to be, just to be a little different, right? Thus and thus, said the girl. I, who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, go now, and I will send a letter to the king. So her words had weight. Her words had weight. The king heard about the words. And he's like, go now, right? And I will send a letter to the king of Israel. King of Israel is his enemy. But he's going to send him a letter. Why? Because he loved Naaman. So he departed and took him with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 changes of clothing. It's a day trip. All the fellas are like, amen. My wife goes away on a day trip. Ten changes of clothing. <laughs> She's in the nursery. I can say what I want. <laughs> Do you tell me it's yours? I should have listened. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, now, be advised. He's telling this to his enemy. He's like, bro, listen up. If you're the enemy, you're like, who are you telling to listen up? Who are you telling to be advised? You be advised. Get out, right? That's how I would have handled it. So, so now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you that you may heal him of his leprosy. No mention of God that he may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes. What's up with people back in the day? Listen, they, you got mad? If you got mad about anything, it's like, pfft. Right? Your kid do something. And the wife's like, oh. <laughs> you're tearing your clothes, man. Right? There's actually a law back in uh, the book of Moses that, t that says that the high priests are not allowed to tear their clothes. They can't. Right? And they even had a gold thing around there to help the, just in case they tried. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so so uh, what's really cool about that is when, when you think about Jesus, when Jesus was in whose house? Pilate's house, right? Uh, there's a high priest. What did he do? Tore his clothes, right? So there's a law that says you can't tell your clothes if you're a priest. And he tore his clothes. Why? Because that was a sign that the Levitical priesthood came to an end because the real priest was in front of him. The priest of Melchizedek, who is now our high priest, Jesus. Amen. So anyway, he tore his clothes. By the way, Anybody got some holy Levi's? They're so popular right now, right? Have holes in your jeans? Yeah? Levi Strauss is a Jew. Just saying. Just saying. Them high priests be wearing jeans. And then somebody went, hey, that's a good look. He goes, it is a good look. Let's go make some money. Does the Levi make some money? Yes. All right. That is nowhere in the notes. That was free. All right. Uh, name it my servant to you that you may heal him. Oh, we saw that. Uh, oh, check out what he says. Am I God? <laughs> no. <laughs> At least he mentions God. Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Can the king heal him of his leprosy? No. 
Right? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks to quarrel with me. He responded in fear, man. He's like, why is he here? He had doubt. He had anger. He had all those things. Why? He knew God. He's the king of Israel. He, he knew who God was, but he didn't know God. Amen. He didn't know God's heart. God loved Naaman. God put him there for a reason. But he's so focused, he doesn't mention God except to say, am I God? How many of you guys know people that know God, but they don't know God? They know of God, but they don't know God and his heart for people, right? They still think they're serving the God of the old covenant, angry God, God of wrath. Man, we in the new covenant know that God put all that wrath on Jesus so that there is no more wrath for me. Now I can live free. That's what people need to hear, that God's not out to get them anymore, man. God put it all on Jesus. He's out to love them. And only love's going to bring people back. Only love covers a multitude of sins. Do you believe that, Bonnie? I was looking for something to kick, but I couldn't. So, You know you get excited. You just want oh, Deep breath. Deep breath. Deep breath. Right? The king knew about God, but did not know God. He responded in fear. There's two differences. This is this is 2 Kings chapter 5. There's another king in, in 2 Kings chapter 19 that handled it a different way. Let me show you what he did. Let's skip ahead. All right. This is and, and Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers. Another king of Syria uh, in the Syria region sent a letter, a poison email. Yeah? Right? Uh, 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 he, a letter from the messengers and read it and Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and man he spread that letter before the Lord see he handled it differently he went to the Lord right when something bad happens in your life do you respond in fear in doubt in worry stress anxiety all those crazy things guilt shame anger bitterness if you respond like that then you're like the other king but here this king he took it to the lord he put his cares in front of the lord and he spread it out in front of the lord listen it's beautiful look what happens so then isaiah the son of amos sent to hezekiah saying thus says the lord god of israel because you have prayed to me against that dude king of assyria i have heard i have heard does god hear every prayer God hears every, in fact, he knows what you're going to pray about before you know what you're going to pray about. You're like, God didn't answer my prayer. How, really? God answers all prayers. God told me no. No, the Bible says all his are yes and amen, right? It, we're going to see why we think that way in just a second. So, so God heard it. So what does God do? He says, uh, he goes on, Isaiah goes on to talk to him about this. For, for out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant, and those who escape from Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts, will do this. He's telling them, look, God's going to make a way. God's going to get your people out of this, get his people out of this, right? But hold on, let me just show you what I saw when I saw this. Look at this. Did, did you, some of you guys catch this? Don't just read through this. And those who escape from what was given on Mount Zion. Sinai is the law. What was given on Mount Zion? Grace. Jesus. Where did Jesus die? Where did Jesus die? Calvary, which is a mountain on the range of? Right there, man. Right? So we got to understand, man. We got to go straight to Jesus. This whole thing is about who you go to. Who you go to. Who you go to. Do you go straight to Jesus? When you have an issue, when there's something going on in your life, when there's something coming up, that you can't control. Do you go to Jesus? Do you spread it out before the Lord? And trust him? Honestly, you guys are saying yes. How many of us do that? Or how many of us respond with, what am I going to do? Yep. How am I going to make this happen? How am I going to fix this? Yeah. I, I, I. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus should be our answer. Look, I don't know how. I don't know how. But I know you will. Now, now we're responding with faith. God loves it when we respond with faith. Amen? For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. God went ahead. Why? Because he prayed to the Lord. God heard it. And yeah, now the other king, the other king, oh, I want to show you this. If the Lord bore your sins, he will bear your 
cares, right? Surely he will bear your cares. Did the Lord bear your sins? Yeah. Do you think he can handle your cares? Yeah. How many cares? Well, check this out. First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your cares, all your cares upon him. You, that's our only role. Cast those cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. He cares for you. And so if you got an issue, man, and listen, you can't make this happen like this. You can't be perfect like that. It's something you got. You just you just practice, man. You're like you know, something happens out of the blue because Satan likes to shock you. Amen. He likes to shock. You get that phone call and you're like, oh, God, what happened? Right. It's two o'clock in the morning. Right. Listen, he likes to shock you with stuff, man. But you got to know you got to you got to train yourself, your mind. Just just. And it's easy to do. Really he made it easy. Right. You just say, God, you are in control. I can't control any of this. I can't make anything happen. You are in control. And you make all things work together for my good. You do it. He does it. How many of you guys have tried to help God out? Yeah, it doesn't always work out. And even when you try your best, it's not what the Lord wanted to happen. I had a conversation with James, man. Remember yesterday? Can I share that? I was going to do it anyway, but... So, so James is like, man, all the churches we've been to, uh, we've never had the support that we've had from this church, right? And, and I was telling him, I don't believe for one second those other pastors didn't, uh, didn't care about the ministry that Kendra had. It's a very important thing, and they're godly men. I, I just believe that, that God brought them here. He's asking, why Alachua? Why did we move to Alachua? God brought them here because God knew my past and his wife's past and probably many of your past, right? Uh, that that God would he had a plan for Kendra and I to get together on this thing I believe it It, see it wasn't that all those doors were sometimes God will shut the door but it's for your good to get you to where he wants you to be and now you look back you're like whoa that's why I went through all that stuff like see back when I tried to commit suicide when I was you know younger you guys know that right I I didn't understand why I went through all that stuff I didn't understand why I didn't die on the in the hospital that night but I do know I did know uh, years later, 20 years later, when I'm when I'm giving my testimony and that, and that little girl walks up and hands me that letter. You guys remember that? That, that? So so we don't understand why we go through things, but we got to know that God's going to make it work for us always. Amen. Even our mistakes. He makes them work. What do you, there's consequences. Yeah. But even the consequences, God makes them work for us. Amen. Don't focus on the consequences. God makes all things. All things includes consequences. Why we got to make it so hard? <laughs> Casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Back to second king. All right, so it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes. <laughs> it, it was such big news that the king tore his clothes. Elisha heard about it. It was like in all the front pages of the tablets. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Why have you turned? The first thing out of his mouth, dude, why'd you tear your clothes, man? Uh, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> it, it doesn't say what he tore, right? We assume it was a shirt. Uh, all right, we have. To, why have you turned your clothes? He's like, let let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then name a prophet represents God, so everything he says is going to be from who? God, right? Uh, then Naaman went with his uh, horses and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. A powerful man. Used to having his way. Used to having people do what he says. Amen? He knocks on the door. Nobody answers. He's getting impatient. He's like, still nobody answers. Then this happens, right? So, oh, we got to come to God on his terms. I'll show you that in a second. So, and Elisha sent a messenger to him. Elisha didn't even go. He's like, do you know who I am? You sending a messenger? The messenger's like, hey, man, my master wanted me to tell you something. He's like, You're... where is he? Can you see that? He's a, listen, Israel is weak at this time. Israel, in the, in the eyes of the natural eyes, they're weak. He is a captain. He conquers Israel. And this guy's not even coming to the door to talk to him. That's a slap in the face. Yeah. And this little guy's like, hey, man, my master said go jump in the river seven times. <laughs> so, not, not, not four, not five, seven times. You, you got to do it like this. You dip up, you go down, up, down, up. And he's like, I know what to do. 
Right? Can you see him getting mad? Right? He's very prideful. So, so he thought that he could come the way he wanted to come. Like he expected something. He, expect, he, he expected to go to life, and Elisha come running out. Oh, what can I do for you, Naaman? What can I do? Heal me. Right? How many of you guys came to God expecting something? How many of you guys think that it's things in your life, you expect those things to happen, and when they don't happen, you get angry. Your goal was blocked. And in count, I have a counseling degree, you guys know. So when, we're ta- when your goal is blocked, like when you have something in your mind that needs to happen, and it doesn't happen, guess what? You get mad. Don't you? Yeah. Whew. So, and Elijah went and sent a messenger. He said to go dip in the river Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Listen. He said three things. Get in the river. Yep, dip seven times right in the river. Uh, you will be restored. Your flesh will be restored, and you will be clean. What did Naaman hear? He didn't hear all that stuff, did he? He only heard the first part. You know why? He had pride. He's like, do you know who I am? You want me to go jump in the river seven times? What the? What is that? That's the PG version. <laughs> See? But Naaman became furious. And how can you be furious if you're focused on the last two things? It's what he wanted. But he had pride. It was that first thing that got him, right? So, but Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, I said to myself, in the original, it's I thought to myself. See, the problem is he had thoughts. <laughs> All the ladies are like, <laughs> I gave you a great opportunity right there, ladies. When a guy has some thoughts, it's scary sometimes, amen? Really? Just me? <laughs> I need counseling. So, I said to myself, I said to myself, he will surely come to me. He will come to me. God will come to me. Because why? Elisha represents who? God. God will come to me on my terms. Does that ever work out? No, we come to God on his terms. Always, right? Uh, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord God. And he'll just wave his hand. And heal me. That's the way it's supposed to work. Right? He had a problem. He was prideful. God had to give him some humility. A little lesson in humility. Right? So, I I wrote this down. God loved Naaman, but there was one thing hindering his miracle. The the, the prophet just said, you'll have your miracle. One thing hindering it. What? His pride. His pride would not allow him to. Right? So, he walked away mad. And not, uh, uh, oh, and he says this. Are not the Abana... And the Farfa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the... See, he's, he's, he's demeaning God's river. By the way, the River Jordan is a slow and steady. God is slow and steady, right? I want you to see that uh, Abana means a fixed thing, right? Farfa means rapidly. How many, think about this. When we want something from God, we want it to be black and white, and we want it now. You think that's there by chance? No, God is slow and steady because it builds your faith. Amen? Builds your faith. Better than all the waters of Israel. Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and he went away in a rage. He's, now, do you think he's tried to bathe in those rivers already? Didn't happen. All he had to do was go to the River Jordan. All right? Uh, look at this. I want you to see this because seven times to a general is like, he's like, are you serious? So I wanted you to see this, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, right? That way God gets the credit. Yeah, I messed the name up last week. Anybody remember that? In a story I told? Samson? I said Solomon uh, killed a lion, and y'all probably went home going, where is that? Anybody can do this, amen? <laughs> but I love Samson. I love the fact, do you remember when Samson used, a, what did he use that was so out of the ordinary to kill a thousand men? Ass. Yeah, yeah, I said it. 
jawbone of a donkey, right? He used a jawbone. Is that something insignificant? Right? And he's fighting a thousand warriors. Yeah, they're not just new rookie. Man, he's, and he kills, he slays all of them with a jawbone of an ass. Right? And so if you're uh, one of those soldiers and you get killed and your last word is a jawbone of an ass. <laughs> your pants fell down. You're, you're, like, you're, you're like, I just died by that, right? I, give me a sword with jewels in it or something, man. Don't kill me with a bone of an ass, right? And so God did that. God used a small, a small weak thing to do that. Isn't that crazy? We marvel that story, but it goes along with this verse. Man, God does that so that God gets the glory. Man, and I don't believe for one second Samson was this big rip dude. I don't, because then he would have got the glory. People, people love to give men the glory. I believe he just was normal looking, skinny dude. And he had great strength. And people were like, the Lord is with that guy. Right? Them little noodle arms and he's bench pressing the building. <laughs> right? But if he was like a big dude, you'd have been like, whoa, that dude's been working out, right? And he gets the glory. I, so I don't believe that Samson was this big dude when you see it in the pictures and stuff. I believe he was a regular person. And he had great strength. And that's why they said the Lord is with him. Amen? Now, I'm good looking. And, and then people will say the Lord is with him because, look, he's good looking. I know how Samson felt. <laughs> I'm joking. Do not send an email. It's a joke. All right, 2 Kings 5, we're almost done, this is it. Right, and his servant came near and spoke to him and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, right? See, pride, it's easy to do something if you get the glory. Great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to just, dude, just go wash. Why is it so hard? Just go wash, right? And be clean. See, the servant got it. He's like, man, I heard you're going to be clean if you just dip yourself seven times. And, and so he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan. Don't just read over that. Picture that. A general with leprosy his whole life. He's like, one, two. He's probably like, what the heck? This is stupid, right? And then on that seventh time, imagine him popping out of the water. Isn't that beautiful to see him just kind of popping out of the water? You ever see like, like in the movies when they come out of the water in slow motion? Those little beads of water flowing. And he's like. <laughs> see him popping up in slow motion, man. Read the Bible in slow motion. <laughs> like Baywatch. I say what I'm thinking sometimes, man. I'm sorry. Hey, Peter was like that. He's pretty good, dude. I know, I know, I know. We have a great editing team over there. That's gonna be... All right, so he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean, completely clean. It was so simple. And he humbled himself to do it. And when he did that, man, he got the miracle he had been looking for. Completely clean. So what's it do for him, man? So he returned to the man of God. And all his aides, all of them saw it. They all witnessed it, man. And came and stood before him. And he said, indeed, now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. How many of you guys know you can't buy God's miracles? You can't buy his love for you. You can't buy his favor on you. Otherwise, it's not a gift anymore. Amen? It's a purchase. And let me just tell you something. You didn't purchase it. Jesus did it. Stop trying to take that away from him. And I know you don't do it on purpose, but that's exactly what we're doing. Look at this. The result of God's love in his life, the result of God's grace, turned a non-Jew, enemy of Israel, and someone who didn't even know the law into a giver. You see that? The more he saw how good God was, he said, today, now, I know that there's only one God and a true God of Israel. And that, when he saw God's goodness, when he saw the grace of God in his life, he got a miracle and it turned him into a giver. 
And the more people know how good God is, this is our whole mentality when it comes to offering. We are not in debt at this church. Not. In fact, we bless other people. We bless other churches. That's what we do. We bless other ministries. God blesses us to be a blessing. You know why there's such good givers in this church? Because they know how much God loves them. Don't throw them back. Mike, can you catch me? <laughs> you said that before, too, man. <laughs> yeah, I love that they gave him a gift. All right, so look, this is it. And, and he returned to the man of God, and he said to his aide, and he came, and he stood before him. He said, now I know, right, today uh, that there's no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take the gift of your servant. But he said, as the Lord lives, before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Why? Elisha knew if he took it and he went back healed, he went back healed, the king of Syria would have said, hey, it worked. You bought your way. You bought your miracle, right? And, and God didn't want that to happen. God gets the glory for this. God does. It wasn't about the money and the gold and all that stuff, man. God gets the glory for it. And I love that he was, had the skin of a baby, man. Can you imagine him going home to his wife? And she's like, Y'all don't read the Bible like that? Hey, these are real people, amen? What time is it, man? Oh, snap. All right. Hey, lock that door real quick. I got five minutes. <laughs> All right. So David said, then, if not, please let your servant be given a two mule loads of earth, for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifice to other gods, but to the Lord. He became a worshiper. He wanted to take land back to his land. Isn't that awesome? All right. Uh, yet in this thing, may the Lord pardon your servant. Now, this is something I get all the time. I just want to show you something really cool here. When my master goes into the temple of uh, Ramon, it, it's a big noodle that they worshipped. Ramon noodle. All right. uh, uh, to worship there. And he, went, and, and he leans on my hand. That was so stupid, I know. He leans on my hand. And I bow down in the temple of Ramon, the noodle. When I bow down in the temple of Ramon, may the Lord please pardon your servant in this thing and so see people will say see he got he got healed he should have left syria but how many of you guys know god put him there for a reason he has influence there he can change people there from the inside people will say man when you get saved and you and you work at a, a liquor store or something man you should quit the liquor store what? why right honestly some people can't do that you should quit working there you should quit work Good Lord, don't work at Publix because they sell liquor. They sell beer. <laughs> You're an idiot. People, God's like going, oh, my hat's crooked. I really did look. <laughs> yo, yo, sup? All right, anyway, um, I, what is, so what's Elijah's answer to that? He's really worried about this. He's new to the, to the I love new Christians, right? They, they're, they're just so full of life, and they ask these Awesome questions. What does Elisha say? Hey, you got to leave Syria. No. He tells them what? Hey, man, go in peace. And that's what I tell people. They say, what do I do, man? What do I do if I have to go to my grandmother's church this weekend? Hey, go in peace. Just go and be at peace. Just be at peace. What do I do if I have to keep working at the, at the bar? Because you know, I, I know a guy that was a, a band member who was a bartender. And he's like, man, I feel so bad doing what I'm not. Why? Go in peace, man. How else will there be salt in the world if there's nobody in the world? It just doesn't make sense to try to change people, man. Let the Lord do that. That's not our job. It's not your job to change me. It's the Lord's job. So he said, go in peace. Go, go in peace. Seriously, church is over. Go in peace. Yeah, give the, give the Lord a hand. <laughs> we're done Kelly 12 o'clock <laughs> seriously will you guys stand with me and I'll pray and we'll get out of here usually Pastor Dwayne comes up here and, and he's like serious and he prays over us and goes out and listen the Lord gave me life amen 
I want to remind you of a couple things. If you haven't gotten a ticket, man, there's still tickets available. If you can't pay for a ticket, man, it's more important for you to hear what they're going to say. Okay, don't let that stop you. Um, it's going to be a wonderful event, so we'd love to have you out there tonight. Doors open at 5.30. Um, very importantly, if you are looking for a church, honestly, is this the way it is all the time? You, the way you're feeling right now, full of life and not condemned, that's what we believe. Whether it's Pastor Dwayne preaching or it's me preaching, that's what you're going to hear. God brought us together for an awesome, awesome reason. Uh, this is who we are. We'd love to have you be a part of it. If you have a prayer request, man, I would be more than willing to pray over you uh, and, and just remind you who you are. If you forgot who you are, if you forgot who your Lord is, that he meets all your needs, man, let me encourage you through prayer, right? Most importantly, if you don't know who Jesus is, and, and maybe you thought you knew who he was. I want you to know he loves you just like he loved Naaman. <laughs> he loves people. The Bible says he loved the world, not the church, the world. And the world needs to know that. And that he put all that sin on Jesus. He's not looking at their sin. He says that in the, in the Bible, right? I'm no longer looking at the world's sin. Well, how is that? There's sin out there. What well, Sin's paid for, church. They don't know who paid for it. That's our role. Tell them the good news. Sin's paid for. That's a beautiful thing. Amen. If you don't know who Jesus is, I love to pray a prayer with you. We don't do a whole big thing here, man, because I, I believe it's personal. Sometimes we do it. We follow the spirit of God. If you haven't done that and you want to do that, man, let me pray with you at the after the end. Just find me after church. But right now, as Pastor Dwayne normally does, I'm going to pray us out of here. OK, Will you guys bow your head with me. And Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is always true. Thank you for reminding us of your great love for people, your great love for me. God, thank you for completely restoring me. Thank you for forgiving me, for healing me, for, for just prospering me in everything that pertains to this life. Everything I need is in Christ. What more do I need? God, thank you for reminding us that you have gone before us, that you have made our paths straight. Thank you for protecting us throughout the week. God, thank you for your grace that's new each and every morning. And it is sufficient to get us through each and every day. God, we receive, we receive all that you have for us because it's always good. Everything you do is good. Thank you for your great love for us. Thank you, God, for going before us today. Thank you for going before the, the, the event tonight. Lord, I just... Thank you for healing people tonight from the inside out. God, heal their mind, their thoughts. God, restore them and use them for your glory. God, we receive it. We look forward to all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. amen. You're dismissed. Thank you so much for being here.